Welcome back to today's episode of the Baseball Plug. I'm your host, Michael Fleischman, joined alongside me by my co-host and good friend, Nicholas Bear. Nick, how's it going? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be back doing this. Baseball season is through their first weekend of the 2023 season uh, with the new rules, which we'll get into in a bit. Uh, the Lakers are good again. NFL offseason is in full swing. The draft is in a few weeks. So doing well. How about you? Um, I'm okay. This is our second attempt at this recording. First time my computer just literally shut off. Like nothing got unplugged. The power didn't go out in my house. Everything just immediately shut off. And we were about three quarters of the way through the episode. So forgive me if I sound a little exasperated to the audience. We're going to be trying to get two episodes out a week. I think it's very obtainable. Something that me and Nick are trying very hard to work on um, for this coming off season or for this coming season. So uh, let's just hop right in. First things first, we're going to cover the rule changes, and that is pretty straightforward. We start with the pitch clock, and um, it's pretty it's pretty simple, but there have been a few hiccups in the early goings. Basically, it's 15 seconds with the bases empty for a pitcher to throw the ball, 20 with their runner, with a runner on base. The hitter must be in the box with eight seconds left on the clock. Um, a hitter can only call one timeout per plate appearance, and the pitcher, however, gets two disengagements. That means stepping off the rubber or throwing over, and if they throw over again for a third attempt, if it isn't a successful attempt to pick off the runner, it's a balk. And we've seen the time of game cut down from two from three hours and nine minutes to two hours and 38 minutes. Um, batting has gone up because of the shift changes. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, stolen bases have gone through the roof because of the bases changes. We'll talk about that in a second. It's almost tripled. And um, there have been some new rules. And it the, the, the differences have been pretty glaringly obvious in the early going, Nick. It has been obvious. I think it's also been exciting. I think it's been fun. I went to a game on Saturday, my first game of the season, and I noticed I no longer had time for my eyes to wander over to the scoreboard between pitches because there's just constant action happening. And I think that's fantastic. I mean, in NFL, you have a play clock. In the NBA, you have a shot clock. This is a pitch clock, but this is as much a hitter's clock as it is a pitch clock as well because the hitter has to get used to being in the box by a certain time. But the rhythm to the game is great. The faster games are great, more offense. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I, I like it too. And obviously, you know, there are some people that don't like it and some people that will say, oh, well, it's changing baseball. It's doing this. It's doing that. Good. Baseball should be changing. When the world changes, so should baseball. And, um, you know, there, there are new things that happen every day. There are new things that happen in life. And baseball's rule changes is just the tip of the iceberg. In addition to the pitch clock, we have the shift restriction. Nick, I'm going to let you explain this because I think you can do it a little bit better than I can. Yeah, so in in the old baseball world, which was 2022 and before, you were allowed to shift as really many players as you wanted on the infield to one side or the other of the second base bag. But now starting or the outfield. The outfield too, yes. You could bring in an outfielder into the infield too. But starting in 2023, you are only allowed to have two infielders on each side of second base when the pitch is released. So 
you know, if you draw a straight line right through second base, you can only have two guys on each side of that. And when the pitcher is on the rubber, as he starts his delivery towards the hitter, all infielders must have both feet on the infield dirt. So you can't start with your feet on the grass and then run in as the pitcher gets ready. You have to be on the dirt by the time it, that starts. Um, and I've really enjoyed it because I think it's allowed us to see some of the best middle infielders and it's allowed them to separate themselves from the average and bad ones. And it, it, it invites more athleticism to the game on defense. Not only does it invite more athleticism, it creates a lot more offense. Um, the ground balls up the middle that, you know, we've been taught since a kid are easy base hits or now actually base hits, um, you know, pulled ground balls that are hit hard, 110 mile an hour ground balls that have been outs are now hits. People are being rewarded for good baseball and good contact. And it's great. Um, Jeff Passan from ESPN tweets out in the first 49 games of 2029 hitters hit 230 with a 308 on base and a 374 slug. And now in 2023, their average is 15 points higher at 245. Their on base is 15 points higher at 323 and their, and their slugging is 18 points higher at 392. And on top of that hitting offense, because people get on base, there are also more stolen bases, which is in part to the bigger bases. First, second, and third base have all increased from 15 to 18 inches. And so that will encourage more base stealing. This was implemented last year in the minor leagues, which reduced injuries by more than 13% in 2022. And as a result, bigger bases means more infield singles, more offense because of less shift. And that means if the bases are bigger, it's easier to steal bags. And we've seen that 70 bags were swept in 84 attempts in 2023. So far, that's good for 83.3%. In 2022, 29 out of 43 in the first 50 games. That's 67.4%. So in the same amount of games, 40 more bases stolen. That's pretty good. A lot more action in the early going. I think... As I've thought about this the past few days. We're getting closer to the most pure baseball we've ever watched with infielders having to show off their athleticism and their range, uh, not as many or if any uh, sticky substances being used for pitchers anymore and hitters being rewarded for good contact. I think that's where baseball is and trending in the right direction. You said it a few minutes ago, things changed. Baseball needed to change. The NBA has added um, challenges and stuff like that. Uh, the NFL has added stuff being reviewable. They've changed some rules for like roughing the passer. MLB had always fallen behind on all this stuff. They were the least progressive of those three sports. It was a dying sport, um, but they want younger people to watch their games. And the way to do it is to shorten games because with the rise of social media, people have shorter attention spans. So you need action. And we are getting action in the early going. I like it a lot. Nick, you like it a lot. I know that I know how your um views on the rule changes are and your views on the people who don't like the rule changes. You don't like it. That's a red flag. Okay. Do not hang out with those people. Do not social distance from them. Social distance. Here to first from Nick Bear. Um, the new schedule in the MLB is something that has quietly gone under the radar this offseason. I think it was almost, if not more important than the rule changes. 
Basically, what it means ensures everybody plays everyone. Division games have been reduced from 76 to 52 games. <laughs> Division opponents um, face off 13 times. Intra-league games go from 66 to 64 for every team. And inter-league games go from 20 to 46 for every team. This means that the bad teams will not, or the good teams will not be able to beat up on the bad teams 19 times a year. And we can really see who the best teams in baseball are. Yeah, I think it just evens out the whole playing field for everybody. Uh, I, I'll be honest, dude, I, as much as I've enjoyed the Dodgers beating up on division opponents for years, I got tired of seeing them 19 times a year. It felt like a drag after a while because you kind of knew what was going to happen for the most part. Like 80% of the time, the Dodgers were going to come out on top. And now, like, yeah, the Dodgers are also, at the same time, the good teams will also be facing more bad teams because you're getting everybody. You're also facing the good teams, too going to get like Dodgers Yankees now we're going to get Dodgers Astros uh Padres Astros whatever it is that you're excited for we're going to get more of those and I think it's fantastic because you know you're a Yankee fan on the west coast you don't get to watch a lot of Dodger games you miss out on a lot of stuff from Mookie Betts who's an exciting player I'm not used to watching games at 4 p.m when Aaron Judge and the Yankees are playing I get to watch Aaron Judge now because he gets he gets to come out here this summer in June and to flip that, you also have people on the East Coast who never watch West Coast games. Some of the most enticing players on the West Coast. Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, Fernando Tatis Jr. when he's playing Manny Machado, Mookie Betts. And the and their games start at 10 o'clock for people on the East Coast. And by then, people are going to bed. People got work in the morning. They got kids. They got things that they have to take care of. And now, at 7 o'clock, when the Angels go play the Braves or the Mets, or the Phillies. It's 7 o'clock, and they tune in, and they're like, oh, look at this. Some players yeah. that we never get to watch that we know are incredible, now we get the chance to watch them, and it's not 10 o'clock. It, it's, the NBA has done it for years where everyone's played everyone, and it's something I've really wanted for baseball, and it's just so exciting because the only reason I've ever watched the MLB All-Star game is not because I actually cared about it, but – I wanted to see all the stars because I never got that chance being so focused on the Dodgers. But now I can, barring health, I can watch all the stars against the Dodgers. Yeah, and um, that's that's great for baseball. And what it means is you don't see a team in the Central <clears throat> Guardians uh, win 92 games and are in first place when you see teams in the East who won 98, 100 games, and they're battling for a spot in the wild card. Like, because they're not going to be able to play the, the the Tigers and the Royals and the White Sox 19 times a year and beat up on them. It's just not going to happen. And the Dodgers can't beat up on the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. And, you know, the Giants, because they're not very good either. Like, there there's going to be real comp. And I'm very excited to see it. Me too. And I think in three to five years when this... This new CBA that was just agreed upon that started last year, I think it was a five-year deal. In three to five years from now, I think this is just a start of realignment for divisions. And I'm in favor of getting rid of divisions and just making it leagues, but still switching teams from American League to National League and National League to American League to even the playing field out even more. I think there's no need for divisions, but this could be the start of a realignment. I agree, and we could see that in three to five years. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, huh, let's see. Want that ice cream? Dude, Ben and Jerry's is so good. 
it's it's yeah. it's the fish food flavor. I don't know if you guys have had it, but it's really incredible. I wish that they could sponsor me. I know I'm not supposed to be eating it on air. Yeah, guys, this is not a sponsor, by the way. Just so you know. not a sponsor. I know I, sh- I know I shouldn't eat it on air, but it's, well, it's fine. No, I never had that flavor, but yeah, Ben and Jerry's is good. So good, bro. Like marshmallow, chocolate, phenomenal stuff, really. Um, we move on to the division predictions. Um, the AL East, we have the Yankees. Nick and I both agree on that. Our AL our AL predictions are pretty much are actually exactly all the same. The Guardians, the Astros, and the Yankees will go team by team. We'll start with the Yankees. They're the best team in the American League East by probably a long shot. You can argue the Blue Jays. I don't think you would have a valid argument or anything to say about much about that. Um, they've got great offense, no hitting. The Yankees are pretty well rounded. Um, obviously, the question always with this team is health, but they're deep enough that they'll be able to pick it up, in my opinion. Domingo Herman is going to easily fill in for some of the injured starters. You obviously the loss of Frankie Montas is pretty big, but let's all be honest here. He didn't play last year for them. He, he he didn't play last year for them. And when he played, he was awful. So, you know, you can chalk it up to Brian Cashman never doing de- a deal with Oakland again for a pitcher. We saw it with Sonny Gray. I think we're seeing it again with Montas. Um, but, you know, I, I think the Yankees are definitely the best team in that division. If I would have taken the Blue Jays seriously, it's because they would have won it last year. And I wasn't buying in the hype last year, so I'm not buying into it this year. Too many questions with the starting rotation and the bullpen. They have a great offense, but we've seen it with the Angels over and over again. That's just not how you're going to get to the playoffs. Uh, You did mention their starting rotation for the Yankees. Rodon is a huge loss, and he does have this history of shoulder issues. We'll see how that goes. Um, But you mentioned Domingo Herman. It's a really solid forward starter. Severino should be back soon. Um, So, yeah, they're easily the best team in that division. You know, we'll we'll see how it goes. But uh, and it's still a good division, though they may easily be the best team. But it's still a good division. There's no, I I, well, I certainly think it's it's a great division. The the Blue Jays will definitely win ninety five games. I can yeah. easily see them winning ninety five games. Can definitely see, you know, I can see the the Rays winning ninety two games. And uh, let's be honest, the Red Sox aren't that bad. They they're not great, but they can easily be at five hundred. The Orioles I and the Red Sox can both be 500 teams. There I is a the very real be around 500. Yes, there is a very real possibility <laughs> that there is no team under in this division under 500. That is a very real possibility, in my opinion. I think I actually think the Red Sox will finish under 500, but I think they can win right around 75 games. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to see a team lose 95 games. I'll tell you that much no, for sure. I, and that will be the only the only division in baseball where that is not the case. We move to the Centrals where Nick and I both have the Guardians, and I can now feel the Ben and Jerry's going through my system, and I'm going to put a lid on it now. Um, but the Guardians, I think that they are the definite best team in this division. One could argue the Twins, but I don't think you would have much of an argument. Um, the White Sox, to me, just start, there are too many question marks. I lost faith in the Twins after they fell off post-trade deadline last year because I actually liked what they did at the deadline. I thought it was some decent moves, but they they really fell off. Uh, the White Sox are the ones I think you could maybe talk yourselves into because they got rid of Tony. Hell Lewis. no. But there is just too many questions there at this point. Hell no. And they missed their window. Last year we went into the season thinking they'd be a really good team, could be in their title window, but now that window seems closed already. I 
there's I don't know something about that White Sox team. It just makes me angry. I just don't think that team is good at all. I think they are terrible. And it's odd because I was so high on them. I really was. I was so high on them. And I think it's just gone. There are way too many question marks. What are you going to get out of Michael po- Michael Kopech? What are you going to get out of Dylan Cease? What are you going to get out of Lance Lynn? That's just, that's just the start. The bullpen is a crazy question mark. You're down Liam Hendricks for God knows how long. Let's hope he gets better. And he's going through going through cancer. So prayers up to him. That's bigger than baseball. Um, yeah, there, there are questions with, with the lineup. Is Yohan Moncada going to go back to what he was two years ago? Is he going to have a 660 OPS like he did last year? Will Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robera be able to stay on the field? I don't know. Will Gavin Sheets be able to even come close to filling the void that Jose Abreu was left at first base? There are too many. Will, will Yasmani Grandal be able to hit the baseball? Like, like there are so many questions on this team that that I can't even begin to give accurate answers. There are too many questions. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a tough team to watch. It's like they're very very talented, which is why somebody incredibly could talented. Up. But the talent has too many questions because they haven't stayed on the field consistently. They, I, I think that they are the, the most talented team in baseball. Okay, and 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 that that's that's my that's my hot take. I think they have the most talent out of anyone in baseball. The most raw and pure talent. I think you can argue the Braves. I think the Braves would be a great argument if you wanted to argue the Braves. And and if somebody said the Braves, I wouldn't laugh at the laugh in their face. There are there's, that team is the, the the White Sox are stacked with talent. They are stacked with talent. There's so much of it. There are just way too many question marks about said talent. If all if every player on that team played up even to like seventy five percent of their ceiling, they could easily be the best team in baseball. They easily could be the best team in baseball, but we don't know if they're going to be able to play, and. I I don't know if they're even going to be able to live up to thirty percent of their ceiling. So no. we cross that bridge when we get there. Um, we go to the West, which we have the Astros. Not much to say about that. We'd love the, to pick the Mariners, but we we can't yet. There's the Astros are just too damn good. I wanted to, but I we both do. Um, trust me. If anybody wanted to pick the Mariners, be me. But I can't. Um, we move over to the NL West. Where Nick has the Padres, and I have the Dodgers. Uh, I I just don't think that the Padres. I can't I can't take stock in them. I simply just can't do it. I know the Dodgers have gotten worse. Can't take stock in them. I can't take stock in the Padres. There's just too much Padreiness going on. They resemble too much of the Mets for me. It's the I, Mets. I think the the issue with me with with picking the Padres is just that. Last, so going into last year with new playoff format, I felt like there was more of an emphasis to like you know win the division, be top two, so you get the buy. Did the Padres make the playoffs beat- last year? Yeah, right. Yeah, they beat the Dodgers. I'm sorry, I was thinking yeah, about two years ago. I'm thinking about two years ago. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So last year there was for me there was a personal emphasis. Hey, let's go get that buy and whatever. Well, we know how that ended. The Dodgers won 111 games, get outed in four by the Padres, as we just mentioned. So this year, me, I'm just going with the Padres because they resemble. In a way, the Dodgers' talent last year. They don't resemble the organization top to bottom with the depth, but talent-wise, they resemble the Dodgers last year. And I think that talent will win out in the regular season. But come the playoffs, I do have questions about their pitching. 
outside of like a few guys, Musgrove, Darvish, and Snell. Uh, I have questions about that, especially if guys go down. Uh, but lineup-wise, they can survive like two injuries and be okay. Yeah. No. I mean, we'll see how it is. But there's a there's a little bit of a question there. The NL East, we and you both have the Braves. The Mets are just terrible. I'm sorry. I just Mets might I finish. Mets might They're finish in third place. They're terrible. The Mets are terrible. They won't win 90 games. I think the Braves are the best team. In the Flip it. The Mets won't win 90 games. I, I, I think the Braves are the best team in the National League, though. I don't think there's much of an argument there right now. Sure, you could argue the Braves are the best team in baseball. I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with you, but you could totally make the argument. Yeah, I'm not going to go that argument because the Astros exist. But yeah. Um. So, yeah, they kind of run away with this. I could see the Phillies. Um. I could oh, see I, the I, Phillies. I, no, no, wait. You didn't let me finish. I could see the Phillies and the Mets battling it out for second place. But I think there's okay. going to be at least a 10-game difference in first place. I, at least. I think the race for second and third place in that division is going to be more fun than first place. I 1,000% agree. I think the Braves run away with this division, and then there's going to be a spot, a fight for that wild card spot. Although it's early, and the Phillies ain't looking too hot. I will say that. They are not looking great. They are 0-4. They are 0-4. And I think they are the first team um, in 20-something years to have gone to the World Series and started 0-3. Um, that was a fat, that was a stat yesterday on the Yankee broadcast. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'll just say their pitching has been so bad so far. I was watching Sports Center last night, and the anchor on Sports Center said their pitching has been trash. He said that straight up on air live because <laughs> it's an ERA over nine through like four games. Jesus Christ, that, yeah, it's not great. I mean, the Yankees went on my last night. Yeah. Yes, sir. DJ he was winning the MVP. Um, the Central, the Cardinals. You have I. I think I also have the Cardinals. There's nobody really in that division that can compete. You could argue the Brewers. I wouldn't. Uh, the Cubs are terrible. Who else is in that division? Um, the the Pirates, the, the Pirates, they're terrible. Uh, the Reds, yeah. they're also terrible. Uh, shout out Hunter I mean, Green. I mean, the only argument you can make against the Cardinals, more so than for the Brewers, is they lost Yadier Molina, and he's meant so much to that organization. Because I think there are certain players like Yachty who have such an impact on a team that it could actually affect them. But I just think the Cardinals are still too good. Arenado and Goldschmidt, they have enough, they have decent pitching, uh, but the offense is just good enough. And it's just – it's the Cardinals are one of those organizations that's just like they're going to be there at the end no matter what, at least in the regular season. Yeah, um, and we'll see how it goes. But it's not definitely... the best season, though. I'll say yeah, that. I would probably be... say it's the worst division. Um, I I think the Cardinals are good, but both central divisions, the AL and the NL Central, I think are just not very good. I I mean, there's again, the Cardinals have some some pieces on their team that are very very intriguing. Lars Newbar, Tommy Edmond, obviously the corner infields with Arenado and Goldschmidt. They just picked up Wilson uh, Wilson Contreras. But that, I just I don't know. There's something about that Cardinals team should be more fun for me to watch, but I just get zero enjoyment from watching them. The I reason see- it's not is because we know Goldschmidt is old, and last year was an outlier year. He's never going to be that good again. Wow, he's not going to be that. He's going to be really good. He's not going to be that good again. Do you think he's going to come close to his triple crown again? No, but I mean, let's look at the numbers. I mean, I, I I don't think saying he'll never be that good again is 
fair to say. Let's let's look at the numbers from last year. Yeah, they were really good. 35 homers, 115 RBIs, 317, 407, 578 with a 981 OPS. And he had 180 OPS plus. I'm just telling you, he's not going to be that. He's going to be like an all-star this year, but he's not going to be an MVP that good again. Where's the stolen bases? Hello? Oh, here they are. Nobody's well, fast. He stole 32 bases in a year. What are you talking about? Yes. How many? 32. Goldie stole 32 bases last year. No, not last year. I said in a year. Oh, okay. Still seven last year. He'll probably still 15 this year. Yeah, everyone's will go up because of the bigger bases. That is for sure. Gleyber Torres has three already. Okay. My boy. My boy. Goldschmidt's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think he I think last year cemented himself as a Hall of Famer. He should have won. He should have won the MVP in 2013. Yeah, I although I think he needed a late year like last year to cement that legacy. He's, there's no there's no way Andrew McCutcheon should have beat him for MVP that year. That was no the most no season. way. That I'm, was the most lame MVP season ever. The only reason you you know why though is because Goldie was on Arizona and Arizona sucked, so he was irrelevant for the most part. No way Andrew McCutcheon should. Have, let's let's look at the numbers. That's McCutcheon had okay That's nine nine eleven OPS. Let's see it, Goldschmidt. 952. He led the league in total bases, OPS plus, OPS, slugging, home runs, RBI, hit 302, an OBP over 400. Yeah, there's no possible way Andrew McCutcheon should have won that year. It's, so it's, it's the market. Arizona was so irrelevant, and the Pirates were good back then. I think that's that's just why he won MVP. I'm not saying that's the right choice. I'm just saying that's why. That's ridiculous. Goldschmidt has played a lot of games. 145, 160, 109. That was the only year that he didn't really play a lot of games. 159, 158, 155, 158, 161, 58 in the shortened season, 158, 151 in all four games this year. He reminds me of Freddie Freeman in terms of durability. They're playing every game as long as they're healthy. That's cool. I like Paul Goldschmidt. He's yeah, he's a cool guy. I like Paul Goldschmidt. Okay. Um so we got that. All right. Blah, 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 blah. Awards. Oh, we got the wild card predictions. I don't really care nearly much, much about that. Mariners, Blue Jays, Angels, Dodgers, Mets, and Phillies. That's what Nick has. I'm pretty much in the exact same boat. World Series prediction. Nick has the Braves and the Astros. I have the Yankees beating, um, I don't know. Sure, the Padres. Okay, so you're just, okay. You're not gonna give into the Padres hype, but then you're gonna give into the Padres hype. No, I don't think they're gonna win the division, but I think that they're okay. gonna, they're gonna come alive in the playoffs. But it doesn't matter because the Yankees are kicking their ass in the World Series. Okay. Wait, hold on. Do you have the Angels making the playoffs too, though, or are you? Just... Yeah, generally. Yeah, I I think they actually have a legitimately solid, watchable team this year. I like the Beyond, Angels. Beyond Otani and Trout, I they think they got pitching. That's that's Red what Bull. they need. Red they got Bull. pitching. Renfro was actually a good pickup too, but pitching wise, yes, Tyler Anderson was amazing. Well, they have the two Mike player. Trout's on that team. They have Hunter Renfro and Mike Trout. Uh, Shohei Otani's their ace. Detmers is solid. I mean, they Tyler Anderson pickup from the Dodgers. He's not going to be very good, but whatever. I think I think they like got a- Quintana. No, did they get Quintana? Or am I tripping? No, I don't think so. He went to the Mets, I think. Oh, you're right. He did go to the Mets. 
They got somebody else. Let's see. Angels offseason food. Yeah, because they go six-man rotation because they like to give Otani an extra day off as he hits as well. I don't know. What are there? Something wrong. I will Patrick. say this. Really wild oh, card. was Who it Jose get? Suarez? That might be it. I don't know. Eh, whatever. The, 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 the rotation is better than we expected it to be. Yeah, I, I will say this. Ultimately, the, the last wild card spot in the AL for me came down to either the Angels or the Rays. The Rays will just always find a way to be good enough. But so I annoying. Angels They're so annoying. And they added pitching. Yeah, and we can get a full season out of Mike Trout. We'll both be very happy. Uh, and let me just add, the Phillies is my wild card three. They got so fucking lucky last year. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the um, same. To me, they're not, no better than last year in terms of the regular season, and they're not going to make a deep run like last year. Oh, 1,000%. I agree with that. Um, There's awards, but I don't really feel like going too deep into it. AL MVP, DJ LeMahieu, AL Cy Young, uh, Garrett Cole, NL MVP. I also have Juan Soto winning. Um, I just think he'll be very protected in that lineup with Bogarts, Tatis when he comes back, and Machado. Um. And then NL Cy Young, I don't know, Spencer Strider. Yeah, so for me, I like Micah said, he also has Soto, so I have Soto too. AL MVP, I went Julio Rodriguez, but I'll, honestly, looking back at it, if the Angels make the playoffs, it's going to Otani. So I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, NL Cy Young, for me, I think this guy is so good, but people don't talk about him. Zach Gallen. Love Zach Gallen. Uh, from the Diamondbacks. I think he's really, really good. I love Zach Gallen. And then AL Cy Young to me goes to Framber Valdez, who I think would have won it last year if his teammate Justin Verlander wasn't on the same team as him. I, I he would have gotten more game. attention. I'm sorry, he finished fifth last year, I think, but he would have gotten more attention had Verlander not been on the same team as him. Well, you know, we'll see. That's gonna do it for us. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of the Baseball Plug. Um, I'm your host, Michael Fleischman. And I'm Nicholas Bear. You can follow me on Instagram at msf0416 underscore and on Twitter at Micah underscore 0416. And you can follow me on Instagram at Nicholas underscore Bear 00 and on Twitter at Nicholas Bear 7. Thank y'all for tuning in. Peace out.